Super Talk Mississippi media production. In game three on, on Monday, you know, but also, once again, the storyline there was local product, uh, Drew Boyd and his ability to go out and throw like he did, you know, throwing five innings, uh, striking out nine batters, uh, giving up no walks, and did all this on 71 pitches and giving up no runs and just two hits. And Coach Luke appreciated that ten to nothing win because it gave him time to relax. And from what I understand, Luke, you ate about two or three pounds of boiled shrimp out there with Jody Luck. Actually, it was it was all good till Lee Applewhite showed up, and once Lee showed up, there was no hope for anybody. So, uh, but yeah, we were we were having a good time uh, in the roost, and yeah, Coach, I guess go back to the fact uh, I, I know you were just ecstatic with, especially uh, on Sunday, man. It didn't seem you know they were following protocol, and you could see people spaced out, but Golden Eagles really, uh, the Golden Eagle fans really came out to cheer on your team. It really did, and you know I was so excited. I know there's been a lot of excitement. Uh, there was a lot of disappointment back on March the uh, 10th when everything got shut down and we were, you know, taking, baseball was taken away from us. So I knew going into opening day, which was delayed two days, which made even people more hungry to, to get out here. And, and it showed. They, they showed up and it was a really special opening day for us. Golden Eagles strike out 45 batters. Um, I was noticing this, uh, especially when when Guillotine came in. And then watching throughout the weekend, it seems as if, Coach, this is maybe the most uh, the most arms that we've had in, in quite some time that throw uh, low to mid-90s. I was just really impressed by the velocity all weekend. Well, you know, you're seeing that trend all across the country. Of course, I follow almost every program uh, – for the most part, on on Twitter, and and I read what what's happening during their games, and and you know, of course, Kendall Rogers gives great updates. He and Aaron Fit and and uh, Teddy Cahill that are that are writers for D1 Baseball, and man, I don't see many that are in the 80s anymore. It seems like everybody's in the low to mid 90s all across the country. So, a lot of uh, line, a lot of scientific things have gone into pitching mechanics and. And being able to uh, to do some new techniques with training created the arm strength that we're seeing not only on our staff but we're seeing on on almost every staff across the country. Yeah, talk, talk about offensively. Um, it was good to see uh, Sergeant get that RBI. Of course, Trimble had the had the big game. Um, but I, I guess offensively, I mean, we we you look at we kind of struggled a little bit. I don't want to just sugarcoat everything, Coach, and. Be honest about that. We scored when we needed to, but you look across the weekend, you know, we're batting like 187. And what are you looking for your guys uh, against the South Alabama tonight to have more productive at bats? Well, I think yesterday uh, was was a case of learning from the second game on Sunday. You know, I felt like Sunday that we got ourselves out. We put ourselves in a lot of disadvantage counts as hitters offensively just because we swung at a lot of stuff out of the zone. Yesterday, we were much more patient. Uh, we made their guy, who was a mid '90s guy that a lot of scouts were here to see. We made uh, we made him throw strikes. We did a great job outside of one inning. There was one inning, I think, in the uh, in the fourth where he struck out our three, four, and five hole hitters. Struck out the side, uh, but uh, and, and and of those uh, two of those uh, two of those at bats, we swung at a couple of things out of the zone that kind of put the count against us. So, for the most part, yesterday we learned from game two. And I hope that continues on tonight at South Alabama that, you know, we, we have 
better quality at bats, knowing the strike zone and, and not biting at things out of the zone and, and, and getting ourselves out. And I felt like that's what we did, obviously, in game two. Coach, South Alabama's never an easy draw, is it? No, it's not. You know, there's one thing you never want to hear. I've been going there now for 20 years. This will be number 21. But you never want to hear, Bob, the bags are full of jags. That is not a, that is <laughs> no, not a good not. thing when the uh, PA announcer says that. So we're going to do everything we can to, to not hear that tonight and contain the, uh, contain the Jaguars uh, to their dugout. Who's going to pitch for you tonight, Coach? True freshman Tanner Hall. You know, Tanner's been a guy that we have been using in our preseason inner squads since we arrived back from Christmas break. We uh, we inter-squatted three weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we had six starters, obviously, over each weekend. And Tanner was one of those, uh, one of those six for those three weekends. So, not that we had necessarily groomed him for tonight. It's just kind of how it fell. I told you earlier that Ben Etheridge was kind of our plan, but taking it game by game, uh, you know. Ben is not available to go tonight. So we're going to give the ball to true freshman Tanner Hall. He's a guy that has tremendous sink on his on his ball. He uh, doesn't throw anything that seems like it's straight. Uh, guys have a tough time uh, hitting against him for us. So I'm sure he's going to have a little bit of jitters, but he's a competitive young man from down in South Louisiana, and we're happy to, to see what he has tonight. All right, Coach, can you hang on through the short break? Just a few more questions before we let you go. Is that good? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Coach Scott Berry with us on the Eagle Hour. Always great conversations, and we're going to continue today's right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob and Luke, First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. A great place to buy all of your baseball apparel for the new baseball season that's now underway. I guarantee you they've got a bunch of it. At Campus Bookmark, Kathleen and her staff can uh, help you with your selections. You can even call them on the phone, and uh, they'll help you through the uh, selection process and mail uh, whatever you buy right to your house. They make it very easy. They're open Monday through Saturday on Hardy Street, and we appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry, who uh, guided his team through an opening uh, weekend series win over a really good Northwestern State program, takes on another Tough program tonight uh, with South Alabama. I tell you, Coach, it just amazes me how many really good college baseball programs there are within a couple hundred miles of, of where we're all sitting right now. Well, it's it's definitely the, the baseball hotbed uh, right in our area. You know, I feel like our state, is not, if it's not the best, it's one of the top three best states in the country for baseball and it shows at all levels so very proud of this area and how competitive it is and 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 what type of teams that that are down here that you face day in day out right all right coach i want to bring something up that i i know you wouldn't have brought up and uh when i mentioned it to you before we went on the air i i don't think you were even aware of it you're only three games short of having 400 wins uh, as the head coach at southern miss coach barry 
Well, I didn't know, and, and when you brought that up, but that just tells me how fortunate that I am, and how appreciative uh, that that I am that Coach Palmer made a decision to bring me down here and include uh, me and my wife, and at that time Garen, and then later my daughter Catherine Grace into the the Hattiesburg community and the Golden Eagle family. It's been a true blessing. I'm also grateful that I haven't been fired in, in 20 and a half years. So that's uh, that doesn't seem to be uh, the, the norm anymore like it used to. But uh, boy, what a great what a great uh, time that we've had here. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the coaches and and all the players that have come. I, you know, we we talk about everything matters, and it really does, Bob. And it's not one person. It's not about one person. It's not about me and. And I know that. I know how fortunate to be surrounded by everything that we have at Southern Miss, from players to coaches to fan base uh, to to businesses buying into what we're trying to do. It's it's collectively, uh, it's it's shared with with everybody. You know, Coach, we have so many other coaches that we bring onto this show, and they always talk about how special Southern Miss is, how special the park is, how special the program is. But you know. It really is, isn't it? It's just a really special, unique feeling when baseball is underway here in Hattiesburg. It is. You know, it's the turn of the seasons. You know, when you when you, you're coming out of winter time, and which which is not it was you know last week, but normally it's not that bad. But uh, especially where I'm from in the Midwest, there is a true winter up there. But you know, it is a change. Uh, things start greening up. Uh, you know, flowers start blooming. The azaleas before long, they'll start being in full, full bloom and, and, and baseball's back, you know? So I think it's a sign of, of just everybody, uh, a new beginning begins again for, for the year. And, uh, it's special. And, and people here at Southern Miss, they don't take it for granted. They show up just like they did this, this weekend for, for our games and they'll continue to show up. Right. We've got to, I know you don't want to look ahead and I'm not asking you to do that, but you got a really tough game tonight. And then uh what what can you tell us though, coach, about UConn? I think that's a that's a program that our fan base may not be familiar with in the way they are South Alabama, Northwestern State, Louisiana Lafayette, some of the other schools you're playing early. They're very good, Bob. Uh now they went to Virginia this past weekend and opened up there and lost two out of three. But the people that I talked about UConn, uh, they're the Vandy of the Northeast. I mean, they are the program that everybody wants to go to in the Northeast. They've got several uh, major league baseball players that are that are playing on active rosters right now. Uh, they're projected to win their conference, the uh, the Big East. They've been in the American. I talked to one coach after I scheduled them in the American and. And I hadn't, I didn't really realize that they had left the American. And he told me, he said, "Thank goodness they're not in our league anymore." <laughs> and I said, "They're not." And he goes, "Heck, no!" He says, "That is the toughest bunch of baseball players that we have in our." He said, "I hate playing those guys." Mm. And uh, so they're very good. We played uh, Coach Pender's group back in 2011, maybe 2010, 2011, over in. Charleston, South Carolina at College of Charleston's tournament. Uh, we were able to beat them. That's when the Springer kid, uh, the uh, the Astro center fielder, he was on that club. They also had another big leaguer that was a shortstop, uh, future big leaguer on that club, and, and a pitcher that pitched in the big league. So they're very good. But like you said, you know, the most, most important game on our schedule right now is the one that we're playing tonight. And that's the one that we need to concentrate on on winning. And once tonight's over, then we'll, we'll – 
concentrate our efforts on Friday against UConn. Right. No, no one needs to overlook playing South Alabama at South Alabama, right, Coach? Well, I can tell you, nobody on this end does, I can right. assure you. Right. It, it's a, exactly. It'll be a great contest, very competitive program, with rich in tradition, just like ours, and always, always uh, a good baseball game. No question. Luke? Coach, a couple more questions for me. First, can you just comment um, really on the defensive play of Dustin Dickerson and then Reed Tremble yesterday? I mean, you know, your two-hole hitter, the, the first one was a bomb. The second one was a bigger bomb. I mean, we were back there in the roost, and the thing almost went back to the fence. Can you just talk about those two guys? Well, Dick, obviously he brings uh, that, that consistent defensive play up the middle, which is also important. You know, the majority of your baseballs, are going to be hit if you if you graph them and, and chart them over over a period of a season. You know the middle is going to be the most important. That's why you put your most athletic, your speed up the middle uh, outside of the catcher. You know your your middle infielders, your center fielder, because that's where the majority of the balls are. He he handles it very well. He did it. West Jones, excellent defender. Of course, his dad's a big league coach for the San Diego Padres. Specializes in infield play. So you would uh, you would seem to think that Dustin would you know, have a pretty good concept of how to play that, which he does. So, Reed Tremble, you know, honestly, I thought the second one wasn't hit near. I didn't think he barreled it up like the first one. But, you know, we had a north wind, and when there's a north wind, there's always that jet stream that blows out right there in right center that comes from foul pole, left field foul pole to right field foul pole across there. And, and it couldn't have come at a better time because we really, really needed – to continue to to build on momentum. That's one thing that we I felt like and, and that we talked about with our team after losing game two is we lost the momentum from game one, and they regained it and never gave it back. So it was time for us. So very proud of our guys and how we went out there. And I know it surprised everybody with a run rule, uh, but I was I was certainly happy to see it, especially with another game to be played tonight. And that would be four games in three days in less than 58 hours. Um, last question for me, Coach Ostrander. Uh, you know, just managing. We saw several arms this weekend. Is that going to be kind of the approach tonight? Uh, to see what Hall does, and then just work some guys in some situations early in the season. Yeah, I mean everybody's ready to go. Obviously, uh, outside of the ones that pitched this weekend, now, Aubrey Gillantine, He's he's good to go. He said, but you know we have several other guys that that will be available outside of those that you saw this weekend. So. You know, they need to get work as well, and we'll use them uh, how we see fit. Coach, we always love having you on the Eagle Hour. We're really glad that you're back with us every week. We thank you for sharing your Tuesday with us. Uh, we look forward next Monday to talking uh, to you about South Alabama and UConn. Some great baseball here ahead of us early in the season, Coach. Have we ever had a better pre-league schedule than what we're going to see this year? I don't think so. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good one. It really is. So it's going to be a great test for us, but uh, one that we need to we need to go out there and find out who we are and how awesome. we handle it. So I would like to say one thing: we sure. did mention a lot of uh, of folks that are no longer with us there on opening day that that uh, have have left us here. And uh, but one that I don't want to be forgotten that's still with us. Unfortunately, uh, you know he wasn't in his seat this this weekend, and we hope that at some point. In his life, he will as Coach Palmer. Well, you know, our, my dear friend and dear friend to all of Southern Miss and, right. and the baseball world. So we certainly miss Coach Palmer. Uh, and uh, we, 
hope that people will continue to keep him in his thoughts and prayers as he deals with this stroke that he had back in August. Well said, Coach, and uh, we completely agree with you. Thank you, sir. Good luck to you tonight. Thank you. Coach Scott Berry, Thanks, everybody, coach. head baseball coach at Southern Miss, one of the finest people, Luke Johnson, I have ever met uh, in my lifetime, and uh, we are all really, really fortunate to have this man heading up the baseball program. What I love about him is he's good. He's exceptionally good at what he does. And don't tell him this, but I don't think he knows it. <laughs> 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 and Southern Miss fans, you better remember these days because the Barry era at Southern Miss, um, man, just it's quality. And right. what he's grown it into, he's taken it to the next level since the World Series appearance in 2009. Just four in a row. COVID, when for COVID, have been five in a row. So we're uh, we're shooting for uh, for that number this year. Coach Scott Barry, three games short of 400 career wins at Southern Miss. Uh, I look for that to happen this weekend. Catherine Maloney, D1 Bat, is up next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thankful for our time with baseball head coach Scott Berry as the Golden Eagles head down to South Alabama tonight in Mobile. 6.30 first pitch. You can catch John Cox on the call on the Southern Miss Sports Network. Tanner Hall, freshman, is going to be starting for the Golden Eagles tonight, and this is uh, the first time the Golden Eagles will take on South Alabama. They'll actually play them again on Tuesday, March 16th. So Golden Eagles looking to improve to 3-1 and one after winning two from Northwestern State. Happy to have you on the Eagle Hour today. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. They had hamburger, steak, mashed potatoes, a cabbage casserole, a yeast roll, and a drink, and it was only $8.95 today. Hey, um, we are in the works, uh, planning to go back down there on a Friday, and so I'll be, be looking for that. We love our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, and it's the best lunch value in Hattiesburg. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson at the First Bank Studios in downtown Laurel. Bob Getty in Hattiesburg. Happy to have Catherine Maloney from D-Bad and D-1 Training, one of our sponsors here on the Eagle Hour. And Catherine, thanks for coming back on the show. I, I We've been uh, amazed at the baseball weather this week. It's a difference, uh, what a difference a week makes. There's this yellow thing in the sky um, that produces heat, <laughs> and uh, we figured out it's the sun after not seeing it for a few days. But it was a busy week last week at D-Bad and and do you want people taking advantage of the stuff you have to offer because they couldn't get outside? Oh, for sure. You have no idea. I mean, I love spring and summer weather. I'm a, I'm a beach girl, but the weather with rain and cold really helps us out uh, at the facility. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> and I th- a lot of people don't don't realize that you guys on the D-Bat side have such excellent facilities. You have those indoor cages, and, and people can come in any time. You've had teams that have come in and, and rented those cages out, and the father and son, if they don't have anywhere to get a little BP in, they can swing by. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, that's right. So we've got 10 cages at the facility, um, and those cages you can come in and rent out uh, by time, however long you want to be in there, 30 minutes, an hour, all the way up. Some people do two hours. Um, but the cages, they got balls in there. We've got tees. We've got screens. So if an individual, like you said, wants to come in and rent it out and get a little work in, um, it's there for them. And then uh, we have a lot of teams that come in as well at least once or twice a week, um, and they're getting in there and hitting and doing drills and stuff as well. So. And and what's great about this is that you know we were out at the Pete uh, all weekend looking at you know the brand new plant surface. That's that's the type of surface that you guys have it at D Bad and D One in Hattiesburg. And it's not just baseball. You've got softball uh, setups. You got softball uh, machines also. So we don't want to leave the, the the young ladies out. This great place at D Bat uh, for them to get instructed and then to work on their craft too. That's right. Um, and with our softball. Uh, with our pitching machines as well, they serve softball and slow pitch. So we have a lot of slow pitch people that come in. Uh, did I lose you guys? No, you're here. Oh, okay. We have slow pitch people that come in. Um, they've been having a lot of tournaments down on the coast, so we've been getting a wave of those guys as well and ladies. So it's for everybody, not just baseball. Well, you got some camps coming up. Is that not right? We do. Our next camp is going to be our spring break camp. It's going to be a three-day camp this time, um, and it'll be March 15th through the 17th. How do people register for that? How do they get their kids involved in that, Catherine? So they can go online to our website, dbathattiesburg.com, and there's a camp tab on there that'll have all the information um, and a link to go on and register through the uh, website. But they can also call up at the facility, and we can get them signed up. Or, of course, if they come in, we can get them signed up. So there's multiple ways. You know, Catherine, you guys have this facility, and you're really located in a baseball town. There's no question about that. you got two college baseball programs, uh, including the beloved Golden Eagles here. you got two junior colleges, uh, you know, within a 30-minute drive of the facility. Huge, huge summer leagues, uh, you know, for kids. Just a what a perfect location, and uh, what an advantage it is for uh, for kids who are participating in baseball and softball to have this facility to rely on. It really is, um, and we love the community. We love all the people. You know, we haven't even been open a year yet, but we've met so many awesome uh, players and coaches and just from all the way down to six- and seven-year-olds all the way up through college and professional level. So it's really like just a big family, and we're so excited it's continuing to just grow and get even bigger. Um, and so it really is, I think, an ideal location. And, of course, this time of year is when baseball and softball is getting um, started up and people are itching to get back into the baseball scene. So now's a great time to come and check us out. People love baseball and softball here in South Mississippi. I, I guess you've you picked up on that real quickly. I, I would have to say yeah. it's probably the most beloved sports we have down here. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, like I said, we we take pride in all of the area schools. My husband works at Jones, and so I have a special place in my heart for the JUCO level. Um, I also played JUCO softball, so shout out to them. Right. But, um, yeah, and, I mean, we have kids just yesterday. We had some parents calling saying, 
how can I get my four-year-old in um, to some lessons? And so mm-hmm. around here, they don't play around. They get them started early. <laughs> <laughs> no question. And, then, and before we let you go, I want to talk to you about your pro shop because I'm, I'm sure you must have some uh, some great things there that, uh, that parents can buy for their kids. We do. Um, right now, we've got Franklin. We've got batting gloves, helmets, uh, bats any kind of equipment you might need. Um, and another really exciting thing that is going to be happening here in the next few months, um, our DBAT corporate office actually has um, signed a deal with Rawlings. And so every DBAT in the country is going to become a, a Rawlings factory store. Wow. Um, so what that means wow. for us is that any Rawlings uh, apparel, equipment, gear, anything that you would need will be the place to come and do that. We'll have um, a kiosk that you can come and, do a customized glove. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. So look out for that in the next few months. You know, God, we need to bring the Eagle Hour down there one afternoon. And uh, could we, like, do the show from maybe a batting cage one afternoon, Catherine? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all come on. I would love to have y'all. We've got a lot of room. We've got um, even, like, a little party room. Y'all can have a whole setup in there. Well, i tell you what. We'll get in touch with you about that. I think that would be a fun location to, uh, to do the show from and uh, – and we can see if Lucas still got it up against the 90-mile-an-hour pitch. Could you arrange that for us? Oh, oh yeah. Just bring your helmet, and uh, we'll get you in there. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Now, listen, we sure appreciate your support of the Eagle Hour, and it's always delightful to have you on the show. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you, guys. Love talking to you. All right, Catherine Maloney, everybody, who manages uh, – who manages DBAT training. That would be a fun place to go do the show, Luke. We need, we'll seriously look into that. It'd be awesome growing up. Uh, you know, there used to be a, a batting cage right across the street um, from from the rock, if you if Sienna Hall where it is now. And, you know, bat, batting cages back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, they used those yellow balls, and those balls would wear down. And if you didn't watch out – like it was, they would throw at your head. And so I'm so thankful that technology has improved and we have places like DBAT that you don't have to worry about that anymore whatsoever because back in the day it was quite scary. And I guess the statute of limitations has run out on this. We had a football player, uh, teammate that worked over there and we didn't abuse it, but occasionally you go over there and he'd give you free tokens. And, you know, after workouts and after class during the summer, you can go over there and just hit and right. enjoy it. So right. it's, uh, yeah, we need to do that. That'd be great. All right, uh, we've got about a minute and a half left in this segment. We have spent the the hour talking about baseball. Obviously, if you listen to this show, you know how we feel about baseball. But boy, there's something else exciting happening on the campus, and that's spring football, Luke. And I got to tell you, in all of my years of following Southern Miss, I don't think I have ever been uh, more filled with anticipation to see what this new, bright, young, energetic coaching staff is uh, going to do. Uh, it, it's time to get down to business with football, isn't it? Absolutely. Coach Hall uh, starting his uh, first day of spring today. And on the flip side of the, of the break, we got a couple quotes uh, for from him today. But, yeah, a, a lot of energy. I think they've trimmed the practices down some and just working on intensity. So less reps, uh, more energy per rep. Uh, Patrick McGee uh, released his article a little while ago, and he had, had Frank Gore quoting about the, the first – Frank Gore Jr. quoting about the first day of practice. Just said it's been his best four or five weeks uh, that he's been on campus. And uh, so I think they're really excited. Let me, let me tell you this, too, yesterday, though. Um, I, I saw a man at, at the baseball game yesterday, and he had a mask on. I didn't recognize who it was. And he, he greeted uh, Jody and some of the guys in the roost, and he walked on. It was Tim Billings. 
And as he walked on, he, he was out in the roost and he was watching the baseball game. Uh, of course, he didn't expect to be thrown in this situation. And as he walked off, I, I leaned over to, uh, to Jody Lott and I said, man, we owe that guy so much. He took one on the chin for this university. When your interim head coach departs for a new head coaching job, Tim Billings stepped in and led this team, and they they beat FAU to close the season. And what a what a, a way for him to hand off the baton uh, to to Will Hall and all the excitement today that's going on with spring football. Tim Billings has a big role in that, and so I just want to publicly say I didn't get a chance to say it to him uh, this weekend because he walked on, but I'm thankful for what he did. But flip side of the break, man, we got some Will Hall quotes for you, Bob. All right, looking forward to it. Eagle Hour will continue on the other side of the break. We'll be back in about four and a half minutes. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Catherine Maloney from DBAT and D1 Training joining us in that third segment. DBAT and D1 Training bring you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. They're located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Those, uh, those camps and clinics coming up. Spring break camp is March 15th through the 17th, ages 6 to 13. It goes from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that's during spring break. $45 a day. If you already are a member at DBAT, you'll get a discounted rate. Players will be divided by age and ability level, as well as baseball and softball. So be sure to go to dbathattiesburg.com and register today. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Hunter Stanley, the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week honors. Coach Barry mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, but after... 37 career relief appearances. His first start was a dandy. Six innings of work, walked one, but struck out 13. So congratulations to Hunter Stanley. He'll be resting that arm tonight when the Golden Eagles take on South Alabama. Big show on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Southern Miss assistant basketball coach Clarence Weatherspoon. Spoon makes an an appearance tomorrow as the Golden Eagles get ready for uh, take on FAU. Brand spanking new indoor track and field conference championship coach, John Stewart on, and the professor. So all it's a big, big day tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. All right, first day of spring football, and this is what Will Hall had to say about day one. Uh, day one, you know, we're by far from a finished product, but it was a very, really productive day. I thought we had a ton of energy, which is to be expected. I uh, thought our kids were really starting to embrace our culture that we've got going here, um, really sprinting around, moving around, not a lot of wasted time, a lot of positive energy, and I uh, saw some good plays out there both sides. But, look, we're just implementing schemes, uh, seeing what people can do. And at the end of the day, we don't have pads on, right? And it's one of the weird things the NCAA makes us do is practice without pads on, you know, because that's like playing basketball without a ball. 
you know, so I mean, you can convince yourself of anything good or bad during that time. <laughs> but it was good to get some plays installed. We got one more day without pads, and then we can finally play football. I love it. I love it. We can finally play football after that. And so the, the biggest thing about this spring is about the install, installing a new offense, installing a new defense. And this is what he had to say about the plan for the next five days. We want to lay a foundation first. Uh, we want to lay a foundation first of just good, solid football. We want to teach football in all phases. Okay, so our five core run schemes will install in five days. Our base pass protections and routes will install in five days. Schematically, it's the same way. We'll install our base man and zone coverages over a five-day period and our base blitzes and movements over a five-day period. Then we'll start with all the wrinkles after that, and we'll start trying to figure out who we're going to become. Offensively, we will become who our quarterbacks are. We'll become who our quarterbacks are through the offensive line. We've got good skill kids. There's a myriad of ways to get them the ball. But we've got to ultimately become who we're, our quarterback is through how our own line can get it done. On defensively, we got to figure out who can play man and who can't, and who can tackle and who can't. If we got a lot of kids that can play man, then we'll play more man. That's the best way to play if you can do it, right? That's why the NFL does it, all right? But if we don't have a lot of guys that can play man, then we ain't going to play much man. And then we got to figure out who can tackle and who can't so we can set our leverage up defensively to spill it to those guys and all those good things. So that's kind of the first five days, what we're doing, implementing our systems in order to figure out what we're going to become in the long run. I love it. We're going to find out who can do it and who can't do it, Bob Getty. I love that approach. <laughs> going to find out who can tackle and who can't tackle. Uh, I tell you what, it just uh, there's so much enthusiasm right now about football, and we feel it here on this show had the uh, great, you know, the great uh, opportunity to talk to every single member of the football staff on this show, and uh, I, I know you were just like me. After every interview, we just both talked uh, off air about how fired up we were and just how exciting these young guys are, Luke. And what Coach Hall said um, also today on the Zoom conference is that the attitude of the guys and how the buy-in that's going on. He said that is the direct reflection of his staff. And what he, he kept using the word over and over again, he brought guys in who could teach the game of football. And I, I, I like that approach. I mean, it's, it's not yelling, demanding, uh, screaming, uh, you know, not just directing. It is, he wants guys to build relationships with their players to teach them the game of football. And I think that's, that's the type of buy-in that they're seeing. They got something they do at the end of practice where they, they give each, everybody a high five. And he was specifically saying if a receiver makes a catch on a DB at the end of practice, he wants that DB to look at that wide receiver and say, you got me today. You're not going to get me tomorrow. Bring it. And the receiver say, I got you today and I'm going to get you tomorrow. Bring it. And that's the type of, he wants them to compete, but at the end of the day, he wants them to recognize that they're all in black and gold. And I'm just really, really excited about the culture that he's going to build at Southern Miss. No question. And I, I think uh, we have all uh, have a lot to look forward to uh, when it comes to football. As Luke said earlier, John Stewart on the show tomorrow celebrating the first ever female indoor track and field championship, conference championship for the Golden Eagles. Clarence Weatherspoon, the legend himself, back on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. And then another legend... The Professor from the Biloxi Sun, Harold Patrick McGee. It's a must-listen-to show. We hope you'll join us tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the field
slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Mississippi Media Production.